Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Did you catch Season 3 of This is Digital? Season 3 of This is Digital goes behind the scenes to reveal how digital trends show up in everyday decisions and actions, including digital lessons from the EV revolution and the chief digital officer's role in disruption and culture, featuring guests like Ekta Chopra of Elf Beauty and Tyson Jomini of J.D. Power. Do you have a digital mindset? Find out by checking out the latest and greatest on Season 3 of This is Digital and learn more at westmonroe.com. CEO of the Grammys revealed in an interview, wow, uh, the nomination process is totally rigged. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kanye is working out with a trainer to get ready to sprint on stage and scream about this. <laughs> right. I, I, I just saw the headlines on this story. Was there anything to it? It doesn't matter that much to Old me. Oh, boy, network, uh, propping up your friends in exchange for them propping up you. I, I've hated the Grammys since I was a child. I've always loved them and still so love them. I'm, I like the show. I love it. I like Love the it. show. I just hate the Grammys. I hate the award. It's stupid. It's... I still don't understand award shows. Maybe yeah, my Kanye, I'm telling you. Maybe my cynicism helps me. I assume <clears throat> that there's all kinds of, I work for this company that produced this record, and you work for that company, and we used to be friends when we were with this company and made millions of dollars, and that, that plays a giant role. I, I don't assume that a bunch of, <clears throat> you know uninterested artists to get together and try to pick what is indeed the best album of the year. The most exquisite, yes. The original sin, perhaps, was declaring the Starland vocal band to be the best new artist over Boston back in the late <laughs> 70s. Hey, you can't get them all right. I've oh, heard of please. one of those. Please. Yeah. 
Please. Disgusting. Uh, Grammys are this Sunday, though, right? Yes. Yeah. Good show. Always Terrible a good award. show yeah. of, uh, of musicians doing their thing. Uh, yeah, best rock album, Jethro Tull's comeback over Metallica. Anyway, um, yeah, it's uh, and and if nothing else, you look at it and th- think, wow, kids listen to this these days. <laughs> it's fun. It's a zoo. Uh, so we probably ought to mention that Adam Schiff closed strong yesterday. And it was all, skillful. Yeah, all, all Democrats and even a lot of Republican pundits thought it was pretty well done. Yeah, and uh, maybe we should play a little bit of that this hour for anybody who hasn't heard it. It will change. Nada. That's what I wonder. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I would uh, be delighted to play the entirety of his summary and respond to it, but we don't really have time for that, and I'm not sure anybody cares that much. Um. But um. Uh. Coming up, football fans. Football fans experience dangerous levels of stress that can actually damage their bodies. I can't help you. Stay with if us. If that happens to you, I just can't help you. Also. A climate change story, well, it's more about human beings and the way they try to get you to believe what they believe. And it's just, it's it's uh, suicidal. It's, it's self-damaging. It has to do with the, the horrific fires in Australia. Several hero fighter, firefighters from the United States died fighting these blazes. Um, and, and our theme is never let a crisis go to waste. But uh, we'll talk about that in a bit. First, this headline. And Jack... I will defend this headline to my dying day. Man attacked and killed by his own cock. You heard me. Perhaps you prefer this wording. Man dies after getting attacked by his own rooster on the way to a cock fight. If it's a cock fight, who's fighting? Cox. And who killed him? His own. Where did this happen? Uh, Dateline Columbus, Ohio. Wow. Oh, actually, it's, well, it, it's, it, it's neither here nor there. Um, it happened in India, as it turns out. Oh, okay. um, I, I half expected when I saw this headline that it would be in uh, Mexico or the southwest U.S. because right. cockfighting is enormous in Mexico. I could it's not a watch horrifically oh. cruel oh. exhibition oh. where they, they, well, I'll just tell you what happened, then you'll know how it works. I have a friend who went to one in uh, rural Oklahoma, Kansas somewhere, mm. but they, they blindfolded him to take him to where it was going to be. Oh, because yeah. they had to keep it so secret because it was against the law. And it's they, a highly criminal enterprise. They drove him out in the country, and he was in a barn, and there were bleachers and a concession stand, and, uh, and fans like you're at a sporting event, mm. and people cheering like crazy. And I don't think I would be able to watch it. This guy uh, was transporting his rooster, if you prefer, um, to the uh, the fight, and he had uh, made the mistake of pre-strapping on the blades they tie to the rooster's claw. Ugh. And the thing got loose, jumped on him, and slashed his neck. Oh, my God. And the rooster won one. Holy cow. Right. I guess I'm okay with that, but. Yeah. Yeah. Who hasn't had their rooster lead them astray, Jack, in one way or another? Right. <laughs> oh, boy. Usually does more financial damage than cutting your throat, but they're just a shame. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, you know, we probably ought to get to that eventually, but uh, I'll keep this short. But you, climate change activists, 
BU sincere 16-year-old Swedes or, you know, American progressives. Here's the mistake you make over and over and over again. A lot of activists It do. doesn't feel that hot outside. Well, that's, that's right. That's the mistake you make. I'm freaking cold right now. I'm wearing a jacket today. The studio's like a meat locker. Anyway, um, and w- this has been true since the days of Al Gore and an uh, un- inconvenient truth. And we've talked about a lot of activists doing this. Y'all are way down with the never let a crisis go to waste philosophy, the Saul Alinsky um, activist uh, credo. And so everything that happens, you say, if it's bad, that it's climate change. And if it's good, you ignore it. And you blame everything from the California wildfires to the Australian wildfires to floods to hurricanes to everything to climate change. And people just get numb to it because they know not all of that is true, so I can't trust you anymore. Well, a huge deal has been made about how the fires in Australia are all about climate change. And and I would never downplay the horror of it because people have died and lost their homes and firefighters are, are fighting not only for other people's lives but their own. The rest of it is very serious. Um but uh, this is the fifth biggest bushfire season um, in the last 50 years. No, it's more like 70 years. 1974-75 was way, way worse. I mean, like five times worse. 69-70 uh, was uh, more than twice as bad. 68-69 um, was almost as bad as that. 2002 was almost twice as bad as this year so far, um, et cetera, et cetera. And 1974-75, which, again, was five times as bad as this year, um, we were all hearing about how there was a new ice age. How, how have all activists not caught on to this? If you overstate your case, you do so much more damage yeah. that you almost can never turn mm. it around. Yeah, You have lied so many times about the climate change stuff, you can't blame people for rolling their eyes. Yeah. The New York Post had all the quotes from the various uh, uh, conservation experts in Australia talking about, no, it's it's uh, management of brush and timber. It's been a problem for years. We've been fighting this battle. But you got movie stars at the Golden Globes talking about global warming. Right. Okay, so you lied to me again. And the same thing in California and in, in the western U.S. Ask every single forester what the problem is. And they say it's forest maintenance, forest management. Um, I mean, listen, the climate is changing. The climate's always changed. And if you want to have the discussion about mankind's role in it, I'm absolutely willing to uh, to talk about that because I find it really interesting scientifically. I'm not a denier or anything. But you all have so just uh, to say you damaged your credibility is a gross understatement. You've utterly shredded your own credibility. And it's uh, it's ridiculous. All it takes is one story that turns out to be obviously false, and you've probably lost that person forever. Yeah. In terms of your argument about caring about climate change. Yeah. Yeah. It's just such a mistake. Yeah. If you're a known liar, a known liar, people are just not going to listen. Whatever to you. your issue is, climate change, uh, gun laws, um, uh, sexual harassment, uh, you know, Me Too, all that sort of stuff. Man, do not promote. Uh, stories that either are exaggerated or flat out wrong. You just do your side so much harm. Oh, that reminds me. I have not one but two real racism or activist fakery stories later on in the hour. And also we'll get to football fans experience dangerous stress levels that could easily lead to a heart attack, according to science. Wow. Yeah, you got to get control of that. 
Especially during um, Pro Bowl weekend. Well, yeah, oh, with Michael. Pro Bowl tomorrow? Man, if I'm rooting for the NFC, and the NFC falls uh, gets ahead, I'm just, oh. The I'm guys stressed. in the Pro Bowl need to be reminded that the Pro Bowl is this weekend. <laughs> oh, my God, no, that's won't this be there, weekend? Or they won't show up, right? Honey, have you seen my shoulder pads? Right, you'd have to have an alert on all their phones to make right. sure that they remember that they have a football game they're supposed to play in. Remember, guys, it's today. <laughs> um... <laughs> We should play a little Adam Schiff since it's getting a fair amount of um The Schiff Show, perhaps its most persuasive moments. Uh, and the other thing Joe mentioned, which was really good. There are quite a few of them. On, on the way, on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty Show. Tell me about attendance and attentiveness. Attentive attendance has been excellent. There have been very few people. I don't think anyone has not shown, and most people stay for ninety percent of the time. One guy kept leaving. And I asked him, and he was having some kind of intestinal problem, so I gave him a pass. Oh, TMI, oh boy, Chuck, okay. TMI. I won't say who it is. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I saw that live last night on uh, Brian Williams' show. So he's having Schumer on every night um, because uh, he's you know, a tool of the Democrats. <laughs> but so, so that's a pretty good get. But anyway, so Schumer, Schumer's on there, and he says they're they're talking about how some of the Republicans just aren't paying attention. They're not even hanging around and watching. And if they are in there, they're 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 not they're not listening. Yeah. And um, one guy was leaving a lot, and Schumer said he. Well, wouldn't. one guy handed out fidget spinners to the Republicans. Really? Yeah. Uh, Schumer went and ever asked the guy why you keep leaving, and he apparently had stomach problems. Well, you know, he's some eighty-year-old senator who's been uh, feeding at the trough of the taxpayer and the lo- local buffet, probably. <laughs> All this milk is disagreeing with me, <laughs> right? Man, the whiskey mixing with the biscuits and that roll with the intern earlier, I just, I don't feel oh, this wow. um, but Wow. <laughs> unfair. But anyway, I thought that was funny. And then former Senator Claire McCaskill of Missouri saying, TMI, TMI, which is just funny. Well, and, and then Depositive Sean told us they edited that out of the interview that they posted online. So they decided that's not cool. Senator Schumer must have been tired. He shouldn't have been talking about somebody's stomach problems. Bit of an overshare. <laughs> I became very sick with dysentery. Oh. Uh. Could have been uh, yeah. Ryan Williams. But so, uh, a big day yesterday for Adam Schiff as he wrapped up his argument for the impeachment and removal of the president. And all the Democrats thought it was a uh, just uh, one of the greatest things I've ever seen. Yeah, just point of order. It was on the first count, right? Abuse of power. They're going to hit it again all day today on obstruction of Congress. And even a number of Democrats, Democratic pundits, which some of them we quoted earlier, thought Schiff uh, closed hard. So w- w- do we want to hear the same clip we played earlier? Yeah, I th- okay. the Republicans even, is what you're saying, thought he it was very skillful. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do the same one we did earlier. No Constitution can protect us. Right doesn't matter anymore. And you know you can't trust this president do what's right for this country. You can trust he will do what's right for Donald Trump. He'll do it now. He's done it before. He'll do it for the next several months. He'll do it in the election if he's allowed to. This is why 
if you find him guilty, you must find that he should be removed. Because right matters. Because right matters. And the truth matters. Otherwise, we are lost. That was one of the human Pez dispenser's finest moments. But unlike the Pez dispenser, instead of out of his mouth coming candy, come lies. Lies. <laughs> now, you do have a couple of instances, pretty well documented instances over the last couple of years in which Adam Schiff obviously was just lying. Oh, yeah. The whole dust up with Devin Nunez that we're not going to get back into. That was all just a lie. And that's mm-hmm. well known. This week, Politico had the, head, had the headline Schiff mischaracterized Parna's evidence documents show. Yeah. Something he said the other day about the partners evidence was just not true. Yeah. Yeah. Um but listen, I felt the same way watching Adam Schiff yesterday as I felt watching Johnny Cochran at the OJ trial. I was thinking, wow, is this guy skillful? And he's going to get a murderer off. Um but uh, skills uh, uh, Schiff rather was pretty skillful yesterday. He really brought it. It won't do any good. And you know, it's funny once you back up and get away from the rhetorical skill of it, um Abuse of power by temporarily delaying the Ukrainian aid, which Obama prevented completely. I mean, here Adam Schiff just utterly beside himself with grief that that aid was delayed for even a moment when he and his party said, no friggin' way you're getting any aid for years to Ukraine. is just absolutely hilarious. And by the way, there are plenty of Republicans, plenty of uh, Trump fans who think, you know what? Yeah, that was that was bad what he did. He shouldn't have done that. Uh, yeah, he was uh, looking for dirt on Biden. That's awful. But it wasn't as bad as Obama's abuses of power and because of the judges and the fact that he has the balls to take on China and he's got the balls to actually say, hey, our immigration system is broken and I'm actually going to do something about it. The, the, oh, a huge majority of Americans or a huge number of Americans are saying we don't care. So the Democrats' uh, time is up today, and then the, the White House team starts tomorrow for just a couple of hours, I guess, on a Saturday, and then they're going to go big on Monday and Tuesday. So that's where we are. Then we get to the real exciting stuff, which is the are there going to be witnesses or not, and, you know, we'll talk about that when it happens. Yep. So Oxford University was doing a study of the stress levels of sports fans, and they somehow got a bunch of Brazilian fans to uh, agree to have their saliva tested during the 2014 World Cup. Which was, Jack, as I know you remember, the historic loss to Germany Mm. by the Brazilians. I'm still getting over it. How many is a Brazilian? One of my favorite George W. Bush jokes. Oh, jeez. It found levels of the hormone cortisol rocketed... um, and this can be dangerous, including blood pressure and strain on the heart uh, surges. The researchers found no difference in stress levels between men and women during the game. Um, and uh, prolonged high levels of cortisol can constrict blood vessels, raise bu- blood pressure, damage an already weakened heart, give people a feeling of impending doom, <laughs> and has shown an increase in heart attacks. Um, including, and they reinforced it with research that showed, yeah, there are more heart attacks among fans on important game days. Eh, if you were that close to a heart attack, you're going to have it over something. So what are you going to do? You're going to stay away from the damn football game. That's why you watch. You watch because you get that level of like full-on emotional thrill one way or the other. If you didn't get any reaction out of it, it wouldn't be so compelling. 
That's the compelling part. Not Trust me. me. Once you don't care anymore like me, it's pretty tough to sit through a game if you just don't care. I watch for the halftime shows. I love the halftime shows. <laughs> I like the pageantry. Oh, I like the goodness. dancing. The dancing. More dancing. It's going to be a lot of J-Lo at this Super Bowl. Let's go. People often ask me if there are guidelines in our practice of what I like to call McNeil-Lara journalism. Well, yes, there are. Do nothing I cannot defend. Assume there is at least one other side or version to every story. Assume the viewer is as smart and as caring and as good a person as I am. And finally, I am not in the entertainment business. And for the news hour, I'm Jim Lara. Thank you and good night. Who is that idiot? Jim Lara died yesterday. He was a uh, old timey uh, news guy. Moderated a heck of a lot of debates over the years. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, for those not gifted in the arts of sarcasm, that was he was a, a terrific and highly ethical journalist. He was a lefty, no doubt, but he tried real hard. It was a different era, man, and that ain't it. Ain't coming back anytime soon. Oh, the yeah. idea that I'm not in the entertainment business. First of all, you can't stay employed that way. You just yeah. you're not going to be able to stay employed. Right, it's uh, it's too dry. Just fair news. You got to fire people. Uh, hey, by the way, speaking of bad journalism, one of the main ways bias is manifested in the stories that are reported and left out. And I mentioned earlier that Australia's uh, bushfires right now are primarily, according to everybody who's an expert in Australia, not due to climate change, but to poor forest management. Over the last several decades, Californians will recommend. Will I'm sorry, recognize that. Uh, Phenomenon, And the second thing is, um, and you're not hearing this, that the explosion in wildfires uh, between 1984 and 2016, according to the arch conservatives at Colorado University at Boulder, and they, they make UC Berkeley look like Hillsdale College, okay? Uh, CU Boulder is, is the, 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 well, it's a very, very left. Anyway, they said human-caused or anthropogenic wildfires have skyrocketed. Um, that's why there are a lot more wildfires. Um, arson, uh, dropped cigarettes, fireworks, other negligence, machinery, that sort of thing. It, it's not your standard lightning and, and the rest of it wildfires. There's been a big increase in hmm. dumb people hmm. in the woods. Now, that's not climate change denial that's just you ought to keep this in mind too kind of fits in with this story the whole doomsday clock thing is, ah, is a fan of the doomsday clock it's over it's dumb it's done it it should never be mentioned again it's stupid but before we get to this this science now i have not heard this this is amazing stuff they took a 3000 year old egyptian mummy oh yes this story's fascinating. Is this actually the guy's feet? I'm looking at the mummy here. Yes. Remarkably well-preserved. Those are his toes. Yes. 3,000-year-old. I don't like fresh toes. 3,000-year-old <laughs> toes are disgusting. Yeah, well, th- this guy, he looks better than I do. and shoes, mummy. Right. Shoe that mummy. Get him some Nikes. 3,000-year-old mummy 
and they did a 3D printing of his vocal track. They ran him through a like an MRI machine and did a 3D printing of his vocal track so they, they could produce what he actually would have sounded like. Yeah, vocal cords is larynx everything that produces sound. So what you're about to hear is the voice of the mummy. Does he vow vengeance for his you premature sounded, burial? You sounded a little like Dracula there. What? <laughs> when? <laughs> Does he uh, does he decry the uh, the Egyptian gods abandoning him again? This is the voice of the mommy. Eh. That's all I got. Eh. Eh. What? Eh. 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 Why is why is that all they have? Eh. I don't understand. If they if they reprodu- why couldn't they produce as much as they wanted? Eh. That reminds me of the, uh, they attempted to replicate what Neanderthals would sound like. Do we have that tape, Michael? Because that was uh, using similar means, analyzing One, the... two, three. That's, that's uh, like human beings, I think. It was the final one that they thought is how Neanderthals sounded. My people. Ah! Right. Eh. <laughs> eh. <laughs> eh. <laughs> We present a conversation between a Neanderthal and an ancient Egyptian. (laughs) 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 What? (laughs) All right. All right. Thanks, science, for that. So, yeah, that was a letdown. (laughs) I was all excited when I saw that story. (laughs) All right. I've always been. The two you take it outside. I've always been intrigued by the doomsday clock, as many people have. The The whole idea of the doomsday clock was um, when it hit midnight, we've destroyed the Earth with nuclear holocaust. Yes. And they've moved it closer or further away to midnight based on geopolitics most of the time. Like if, if there was a big treaty with the Soviet Union where we were going to destroy some of our nuclear weapons and it looked like things were getting along, they'd move it further back and it might be 10 minutes till midnight. If there was a dust-up and things got ugly, like the Cuban Missile Crisis, they moved the clock way closer to midnight. Like, we're Mm. close to nuclear annihilation, the doomsday clock. Well, this is why it should be paid attention to no more, and is now stupid. (laughs) Scientists have moved the doomsday clock to 100 seconds before midnight. No! The closest it's ever been. A minute 40, according to some authorities. It's even closer to midnight than during the Cuban Missile Crisis, because now they factor in climate change. Oh, shut up. Never mention the doomsday clock to me. Shut up. Can I still use the debt clock? Eh. (laughs) Nobody cares anyway. You can use the alarm clock and the shot clock. Yeah. Whatever kind of clock you want to use. But the doomsday clock is kind of over. Took the fun out of it. So, uh, I mentioned about 100,000 gallons of wine were dumped in the Russian River, which, according to Newsweek, is a Los Angeles area river. <laughs> it's actually 400 miles from Los Angeles. Eh, um, they were close. Yeah, way to go, Newsweek. Eh, <laughs> eh Newsweek. <laughs> eh. Uh, and and uh, I already used my best joke that the salmon were uh, getting drunk and having sex with bass and then regretting it the next day. It's actually a, an environmental nightmare, and they're uh, you know apologizing and trying to clean oh, it so up. So it's no joking 
story is what you're saying. No, I'd, if only they'd uh, spilled it down my gullet. There's another wine-related story that uh, there's a class action suit against a bunch of your big industrial wineries for churning out wine with too much arsenic in it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's some nights I'd be grateful for that. Uh, wow. <laughs> what charcuterie board does that pair with? Did I say that right? <laughs> that was good. What was that, that word? That was good. I mean, the joke was good, and the fact that you got through the word was impressive. What is that well, word? And what charcuterie, mean? Jack. This is what? That's your, your well, Sean, you unleashed the word. Would it's, you like to go ahead? It's your uh, your spreads of meats and cheeses that you really? eat while, uh, while oh, drinking wine. Well, wow. I've got a, we, we have, we had that last night. We have that on a regular break the basis. The charcuterie platter? It's usually like grocery store little salami slices. Slices, yeah, yeah. sliced and exactly. cheese and, and rich crackers. It's but, lunchables for pretentious people. Maybe, that's, what, that's what it is. Why don't you? Why don't you stay in your lane? <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, maybe some some nice olives. Lunchables for the pretentious. <laughs> Says a guy wearing denim pants and a denim jacket. All right. <laughs> I risk my case. <laughs> but so what's the word again? I need to remember it. Parshootery? Charcuterie. Charcuterie. No, parshooterie. Use that. <laughs> Order that at restaurants. Fabulous. That's what I try to do when I get on the golf course. Parshooterie. Um, so, uh, listen, I have not one but two cases before me. I, Joe Getty, the judge of real racism or activist fakery. Uh, they're in the news. Of course, the news is reporting them both as real racism. Uh, I will rule on those in a moment. And that's coming up. And I also have the uh, U.S. snack index for what people <laughs> expect to eat during the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's some I, charcuterie. And I still haven't uh, paid off the woman who was arrested for pooping eight times in the same parking lot. Wow, where did that happen? And it's not like a homeless thing. It, it, it's like that, uh, that uh, he was a high school principal, wasn't he? That was pooping at the 50-yard line of a football field over and over again. Was he the principal or the superintendent? But either, either way. Yes, I think you're right. Either way, there was a big investigation, and, and he was in on the investigation and the cameras and stuff like that, and then yeah. they caught him doing it. <laughs> Who's pooping on our football field? We have to catch this one. It's disgusting. It's, it's dangerous. Right. It's not funny. And it was him and a squatting. And it was him. Yeah. The curious story of the pooping sporting goods lady coming up. Plus uh, racism, uh, racism court. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm sorry, I was just reminded of my favorite. It was, uh, what, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or the Grammys when the, the lead singer Robert Smith of The Cure there, the bubbly reporter said, Are you as excited as I am? And he said, judging by your uh, your attitude, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> I just love it. They've nailed down ground zero for the Mexican beer virus, as uh, our producer Hansen calls it, the coronavirus. Ah. Uh, the Chinese market at the center of this sold live animals, including wolf pups, foxes, rats, and peacocks, to eat. What do you want tonight, honey? Wolf or rat? Mm, we oh, had... Daddy, please, rat! We had... <laughs> All right, kids. We had peacock last night. Can we have wolf pup tonight? God, that's just awful. Gee, money. What is it with Asians? 
I don't now, know. Come on, China. I don't know. I just I find it hard to believe that a culture that's eating this stuff is going to overtake us. But um, well, it's not. It's dying off. The wild animals were among 112 items that were peddled at the Hunan Seafood Market there, and uh, the, the coronavirus was in the animals and then jumped to people. I've almost never had an alterna meat that I think is anywhere as good as your main meats. Right. and I You never, know, maybe it's my upbringing. Right, I'll, never, I'll grant you that. I never can understand if that's just cultural uh, indoctrination. I'm just used to all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Mentally end... Physically? I don't know. It also included crocodiles, giant salamanders, snakes, porcupines, and camel meat. Porcupines? Freshly slaughtered, frozen, and delivered to your door, said the price list for the vendor. (whistles) Wild game animal husbandry for the masses. Well, sign me up. The porcupine, a.k.a. the stab rabbit. (laughs) 17 people dead so far, which ain't a lot. But uh, they're always worried about the next, you know, global pandemic that in 1918 wiped out gazillions and gazillions sure. of people. And this is a deadly virus, no doubt. Uh, yeah, there's starting to be videos online of, uh, I believe they're from China, of people just essentially passing out on the street. And they're saying that this is one of the yeah. things that happened. Now, Jack has been saying that not that many people have died. He's calling for a, a, a lack of awareness to me and readiness. Are you going to wait till it is a global pandemic? This is why you're not in charge of the CDC. No, are I you? I don't no, you're not. I don't think it's a big deal. Uh, cat-like civets, rats, and bats are considered a delicacy in China. Well, good for you. Cats and rats and bats better. So is it, is it still just the six deaths that we know about? Oh, no, no, no. It's way more than, more than that. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah. Well, still, it's a country of 1.4 billion people. You don't wait till it's a million. 17 people got crushed by their now own bathtub. finish your porcupine. Well, I think that in the Iron Curtain that is the, the controlled narrative of China, yes. how many people actually have to Ooh. die for us to yes. hear about six Good question. or 17? Now, that's Thank an excellent you, point. Thank you. How, why why you would go. I or anyone take any information out of China as uh, verifiable? Donald Trump, don't trust China. And I know, You're right. And I know where you got this point of view, probably. Partially from watching that Chernobyl show. Oh, yeah. Oh, of and, course, yeah. And and, and and then it doesn't even have to be a communist regime. Japan lied to the world just as much, and they're an open democracy. They lied to the world just as much about their nuclear disaster. Oh, no, we got it under control. Really no big deal. And it was completely out of control. Excellent point. So you never know who's going to lie to you about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Take that, take, stick that in your, uh, what am I going to eat here? Wolf pup? Little rat on a stick. So, uh, oh, you got that Robert Smith clip for me? (laughs) You know, I'd enjoy it with the Grammys coming up. Why not? Congratulations, the Cure Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees 2019. Are you as excited as I am? Um, By the sounds of it, no. (laughs) (laughs) That is funny. (laughs) I love that. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, we barely have time for this. All right. A little uh, Joe Getty real racism or activist fakery uh, court. Uh, first of all, uh, our first case brought to us by alert listener Matt. Um, car marked with the N-word on Martin Luther King Jr. Day at the University of Utah. I, I will tell you this, Jack. It was not painted or scratched into it. It was just scratched with somebody's finger in the frost on a car's windshield. An N-bomb on ML King Day. Real racism or activist fakery because they're so concerned about racism, they do their own so people will be more aware of racism. Um, The university claims they know who was involved. 
So I will tell you this. I suspect very strongly it's college idiots who just want to shock and outrage. There's plenty of real racism. I doubt this is it. I know it will do, they said at their Klan meeting. <laughs> the next time it's frosty on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, we'll scratch in bombs in the frost, which will disappear 40 minutes later. <laughs> and that will further our agenda by... Well, you know, uh, I find that uh, ridiculous. If anything, it's idiot college kids. But uh, having you know, uh, racism is, is horrific, it's abhorrent, and it's stupid. Um, but the university president said, and I quote, This word evokes white supremacy, reminds us that a violent racist past is still with us today. Well, I would suggest to you that the United States has changed vastly in the last quite a few years in terms of racial relations and racism, and to claim that it hasn't is a horrific thing to do, but I will let you investigate your drunk college boys on your own. Then this one, which I find highly suspicious, I'm sure you've heard this story, The president of the NAACP's law firm says she was on Amtrak the other day, and the conductor asked her to give up her seat for other passengers. Conductor came to her and said, here, uh, we have other people uh, we want to give this seat to, so follow me. We want to keep empty seats at the front. Um. Now, Amtrak is saying there was a miscommunication, and we're sorry for the inconvenience, a uh, bunch of mealy-mouthed stuff. Um, oh, I forgot to say, my my uh, level of confidence on the ruling on the Utah University, um, University of Utah, is high. That's high confidence that it was just college idiots who will say, we're not racist, it was a joke, it wasn't funny, we're sorry. But this one, the head of the law firm representing the NAACP, which depends on contributions and people thinking the NAACP is still necessary, said she was treated in a bizarre and racist manner by an Amtrak conductor. Oh, man, I find that extremely hard to believe. Right. And if it happened, I doubt very seriously it had anything to do with racism. I mean, that just that would be career suicide. Hmm, I'm saying too little information to make a definitive ruling, but it was not a racist conductor who wanted black people at the back of the train car. I'm saying some level of fakery. We usually find out more about these in the coming days, and we'll test them against your meter. Yes, and I'm happy to admit when I'm wrong, it happens once in a great while. A texter came up with a great idea. So we got the Egyptian mummy speaking. We've got a, we got a Neanderthal speaking, yes. which are making a sound, which would be next in line chronologically. Yes. And then the natural progression to... There you go. It's the almost, modern moron. It's like that poster with the monkey and then right. standing up straighter. Uh, it's a businessman. Right. <laughs> so you got uh, your Neanderthal, your ancient Egyptian. No, that's your ancient Egyptian. And then your modern moron. The, 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 the thread is clear oh, yeah. running throughout. See it, mankind. Oh, the similarities, really. Actually, to be serious for a moment, I would guess that the Egyptian mummy, um, if it was preserved, was probably, you know, a person of some status, was probably vastly more intelligent than the wool chick 
who, <laughs> I will remind you, was one of those two girls who stole money from the Girl Scouts, the little Girl Scouts. I think it might have even been brownies. And when asked why they stole it, they said, well, because we had <laughs> the money. We've, I forgot where that why. came from. Uh, if you next, if you get next hour, we really got to worry about one particular Chinese company that's infiltrating the rest of the world. Look out! Stay tuned for that. Does money stress you out? Let Facet flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding Facet immediately put us at ease. Facet's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us Facet for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit Facet.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by Facet. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current Facet members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order. Did you catch season three of This Is Digital? Season three of This Is Digital goes behind the scenes to reveal how digital trends show up in everyday decisions and actions, including digital lessons from the EV revolution and the chief digital officer's role in disruption and culture, featuring guests like Ekta Chopra of Elf Beauty and Tyson Jomini of J.D. Power. Do you have a digital mindset? Find out by checking out the latest and greatest on season three of This Is Digital and learn more at westmonroe.com.